Hi, everyone, and welcome to God's Plan, Your Part, a podcast where our goal is to read the entire Bible in a year, seeking to understand God's plan of redemption while discovering daily and practically your part in it. Hey, guys, today we are in 1 Chronicles 3 to 5. And just so you don't get confused, Jenny was literally just saying she's confused. Uh, what we are doing is kind of reading Psalms, 2 Samuel, Chronicles. We'll probably get into Kings a little bit at some point because we're trying to hit the same thread of the same story as we go. It's a little bit confusing. And a little bit repetitive. It is, it's It's going to be a lot of bit repetitive <laughs> um, because we're getting the same story from multiple perspectives. So it's kind of like the Gospels, but more confusing. It, it is It is similar to the Gospels. Yeah, the Gospels are written in a relatively similar time period. Uh, these are much further apart. First Chronicles is much further apart than mm-hmm. Second Samuel. You like it causes your brain to do a little bit of rewind, and like, oh wait, we've been here before. Yeah, and because we're doing a chronological reading, we're trying to hit all those points at the same time, which can be a little bit frustrating. I know for me, it's like I don't know if this is the right way to go about this or not. Uh, but that is the way we're doing it this year. We'll see how we do it <laughs> next year. I don't know. Um, but that's why we're going to continue this thread of genealogies that we started a couple days ago. Um, today, we're going to track kind of David's genealogy. Uh, but the chronicler actually takes it all the way to exile. So the chronicler is actually going to go out ahead of where we are. Why, why, why are you smiling about the chronicler? That <laughs> just sounds like a Dr. Seuss word, you like just the like onceler. The, the onceler. Yeah. Uh, so the onceler <laughs> is going to take us all the way to the Assyrian exile because the chronicler is returning from Babylonian exile. This is like 500 BC-ish, um, returning from exile and trying to remind the people of their history. This is a people who have been removed from their culture, from their context, from their home. And so the chronicler is trying to help restore that so that they understand who they are and more importantly, who their God is and why they worship him. And so there's a lot of background information that's happening here in these opening chapters of Chronicles that's going to be taking place probably up until like chapter 10-ish. But it is, it's intended for that original audience so that they knew who they were. And to some degree, these people are actually discovering for the first time who they are and who their relatives are. Um, so it is important to them. Uh, it's a little bit less exciting to us. Um, I think, Jenny, you are experiencing some of that. Well, it's kind of like Ryan is from a more Mennonite background, and they have like this special book. <laughs> I'm not from a more Mennonite. Well, <laughs> I'm then from a Mennonite. I am. <laughs> then I am. Yes, we have a Zook book. Uh, so anyway, he has this special book of like all these relatives and... When he found said book yeah. on the internet, he was very into, like, reading all this history. And, like, as interesting as it is, I guess, to me, it's not nearly as interesting as it was to him. So I think that is a good correlation for my understanding of so, this. So at the risk of sounding super nerdy, uh, somebody recently, I think in, like, Virginia or something, some wonderful Mennonite, I'm sure, uh, decided to take all the books and put them on an online database called Betty's Genealogy. Um, so we were on there and what is actually interesting, it's funny that you brought that up. It is probably a similar experience. Like I can actually track to like, like who my grandpa knows. Like I can find people on the website that's like, oh, I know him. Mm -hmm. My grandpa talked about him or I know him. My like people in my town talked about him. And that's like, we're talking like late 1800s. Um, but then I can go back to like 1500s. Uh, I think there are some people that go all the way back to 1400s. So, like, I don't know those people, but they are clearly part of my family history. And it is odd 
how I'm like really proud of my family history. Like there are, <laughs> I guess we're revealing I'm quite Mennonite. Um, <laughs> there are people that have several people that I'm a direct descendant of who have been imprisoned because they refused to fight in wars. Uh, there are people that were imprisoned by the reformers because they had different views on baptism. There are people who were um, burned at the stake uh, because they were against the reformers. So there's some interesting stuff in my family history. Um, but reading over those things is really empowering to me. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, like maybe you've done like a 23 in me or maybe you've done a, I, I don't know what all those, I don't know the names of all those things. Uh, but I know the point of them, one of the points of them that we'll talk yeah. about is, is um, so that you can discover your family history. And I know a lot of people really appreciate that. No, so the whole point is like, and I've known some people that have done those tests too. It's just like, you want to know the people that came before you want to know what they've done. So I think this is a good example of that as, in my opinion, as dry as this reading can be, um, it is in the grand scheme of things good to think back to the theme of this book and why it's important. Um, so our our study Bible, it goes into a lot more depth, like before you even attack this, this book. Yeah, that's true. And so um, a key theme of this is the Davidic covenant. And what's important about this is it says that God is committed to preserving the line of David, even when the descendants... Uh, go through spiritual unfaithfulness and exile, the exile which we heard about or will hear about in chapters three through five. Um, so to me, just listening to this, all this genealogy, um, something they probably would have gotten excited about. But more importantly for me, as someone who is much further down the line than these yeah. individuals, is that this idea of God preserving this line for Jesus as it like Seems like it might not have been much of an impact to listen to all these names and these genealogies, but it actually has a direct impact on my life and my um, walk with the Lord because I am on this side of of Jesus coming. So, like, this preservation is actually very significant regardless of how the Israelites um, handled their faithfulness to the Lord. On that note of preserving a genealogy, Matthew is most likely using First Chronicles to write his genealogy of Jesus. It's probably where he got his information outside of what he already knew to be true. Um, so it, it, it is obviously really important and really helpful to us personally. I know that's kind of mm -hmm. what you're talking about. Well, I just I think that can probably be the focal point of today's episode, too, is just the preservation piece. Because I sometimes... Honestly, I sometimes read the Bible and I think like, oh, like these people were chosen. These people were the ones that experienced God in all these ways. Um, but actually, like, God definitely had me in mind as well, had us in mind mm -hmm. as well when these events were happening. Um, so much so that it was so important to preserve this yeah. for us. So. That's Ephesians too. Before the foundations of the world, he knew us mm -hmm. and chose us mm -hmm. for the purposes before us. Yeah. Um, one sort of, there, there is like, if you want to really dig deep into these genealogies, which I know the vast majority of people do not. <laughs> um, one side note, sorry to anybody that actually speaks Hebrew or is like very familiar with Israelite history. I'm sure I butchered many names and oh, that's I do, why I didn't read it. <laughs> I do not ascribe to be a name expert. Ryan always um, reads the names cause I refuse to do it. <laughs> if you look at first Chronicles three, 
um, you'll notice that David has an extensive list of descendants at this point from an extensive list of women, um, which reminds me of Deuteronomy 17. I think I'll probably call back Deuteronomy Deuteronomy 17 a couple times. Um, But Deuteronomy 17 is like the, the requirements for Israel's kings. And Deuteronomy 17, 17 says, He shall not acquire many wives for himself, lest his heart turn away, nor shall he acquire for himself silver or gold. We do see here that it is officially chronicled that David did not follow that advice. Nope, sure did. uh, Which is not good. That's going to set a precedent for a lot of these kings. uh, And it's never, ever good because God said not to do it. So I think your part today would be definitely to consider that preservation piece in that um, kind of what our podcast suggests is that this is God's plan and our part does have significance and does matter because we have been um, or our part in this story has been preserved over time, um, knowing full well that we would um, be working for the Lord's glory in this moment, in this time, um, because of what he has preserved over time for us. So another your part is if you're Mennonite, go on Betty's genealogy, <laughs> find out who you're related to. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> Guys, we'll be back tomorrow. See you then. Thanks so much for listening to our take today. Before we get into the reading, if we could just ask you one thing, uh, if you've been enjoying the podcast, if you could subscribe to us and then leave a rating and review, we'd love to hear from you. And every rating we get helps us reach more people. Ultimately, we're just trying to reach people with the truth of God's word and your review will help us do that. So thanks so much for being invested in the podcast. Here's the reading for today. First Chronicles chapter three. These are the sons of David who were born to him in Hebron. The firstborn, Amnon, by Ahinoam the Jezreelite. The second, Daniel, by Abigail the Carmelite. The third, Absalom, whose mother was Makkah, the daughter of Talmai, king of Geshur. The fourth, Adonijah, whose mother was Haggith. The fifth, Sephatha, by Abigail. The sixth, Ithream, by his wife Eglah. Six were born to him in Hebron, where he reigned for seven years and six months. And he reigned thirty-three years in Jerusalem. These were born to him in Jerusalem. Shimea, Shobab, Nathan, and Solomon, four by Bathshua, the daughter of Amiel, then Ibahar, Elishema, Eliphet, Noga, Nepheg, Japhia, Elishema, Eliada, and Eliphet, nine. All these were David's sons, besides the sons of the concubines, and Tamar was their sister. The son of Solomon was Rehoboam, Abijah's son, Asa his son, Jehoshaphat his son, Joram his son, Ahaziah his son, Joash his son, Amaziah his son, Azariah his son, Jotham his son, Ahaz his son, Hezekiah his son, Manasseh his son, Amnon his son, Josiah his son, the sons of Josiah, Johanan the firstborn, and the second Jehoiakim, the third Zedekiah, the fourth Shalom, the descendants of Jehoiakim, Jeconiah his son, Zedekiah his son, and the sons of Jeconiah the captive, Shaltiel his son, Malchiram, Padiah, Shenazar, Jeconiah, Hashemah, and Nabadiah, and the sons of Padiah, Zerubbabel and Shimi, and the sons of Zerubbabel, Meshalam and Hananiah, and Shelemith was their sister, and Hashubah, Ohel, Barakiah, Hasadiah, and Jashub Hased, five, the sons of Hananiah, Paltiah, and Jeshaniah, 
his sons Raphiah, his son Arnon, his son Obadiah, his son Shechaniah, the son of Shechaniah, Shemaiah, and the sons of Shemaiah, Hattush, Iglal, Bariah, Neriah, Shaphat, six. The sons of Neriah, Elonai, Hezekiah, and Azrakam, three. The sons of Eloniah, Hodoviah, Eliashib, Peliah, Akub, Johanan, Deliah, and Ani, seven. The sons of Judah, Perez, Hezron, Carmi, Hur, and Shobal. Reiah the son of Shobal fathered Jehath, and Jehath fathered Ahamiah and Lehad. These were the clans of the Jorathites. These were the sons of Edom, Jezreel, Ishma, and Idabash. The name of their sister was Havponi. And Penuel fathered Gedor, and Izer followed Hasha. These were the sons of Hur, the firstborn of Ephrathah, the father of Bethlehem. Asher, the father of Tekoa, had two wives, Hillah and Nara. Nara bore him Ahazam, Hefer, Temani, and Hashtarari. These were the sons of Nara. The sons of Hela, Zerath, Izar, and Ethnon. Kaz fathered Anub, Zobah, and the clans of Aharal, the son of Harum. Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother called the name Jabez, saying, Because I bore him in pain. Jabez called upon the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my border, and that your hand might be with me, and that you would keep me from harm so it might not bring me pain. And God granted what he asked. Chalub, the br brother of Shahua, fathered Mehir, who fathered Eshton. Eshton fathered Beth Rapha, Paseah, and Tanana, the father of Irnasha. These are the men of Reka, the sons of Kenaz, Othniel and Sariah, the sons of Othniel, Hathoth, and Manathai. Manathai fathered Orpha, and Senaniah fathered Joab, the father of Gish Hashim, so called because they were craftsmen. The sons of Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, Iru, Elah, and Nam, the son of Elah, Kenaz. The sons of Jehalal, Ziph, Zipha, Tira, and Asarel. The sons of Ezra, Jether, Mirid, Ephor, and Jalon. These are the sons of Bithia, the daughter of Pharaoh, whom Mirid married. And she conceived and bore Miriam, Shami, and Ithba, by the father of Eshtemoah. And his Judahite wife bore Jared, the father of Gedor, Heber, the father of Soko, and Jechthiel, the father of Zenoah. The sons of the wife of Hodiah and the sister of Nahum were the fathers of Kiliah the Garmite and Eshtemoah the Machathite, the sons of Shimon, Amnon, Rinon, Betharon, and Tilon, the sons of Ishi, Zoheth, and Beth-Zehoah, the sons of Shelah the son of Judah, Ur the father of Lekah, Lada the father of Merishah, and the clans of the house of the linen workers at Beth-Asabah, and Jochem the men of Kozabah, and Joash and Seraph who ruled in Moab and returned to Lehem. Now the records are ancient. These were the potters who were inhabitants of Nehem and Gitterah. They lived there in the king's service. The sons of Simeon, Nemuel, Jamin, Jerob, Zerah, and Shaul. Shalom was his son, Mibsam his son, Mishma his son. The sons of Mishma, Hamuel his son, Zachor his son, Shemiah his son. Shemiah had sixteen sons and six daughters, but his brothers did not have any children nor did their clan multiply like the men of Judah. They lived in Beersheba, Molada, Hazar-Shul, Bilha, Ezem, Tolad, Bethuel, Hormah, Ziklag, Beth-Markaboth, 
Hazer Susam, Beth Biri, and Shiramim. These were their cities until David reigned. And their villages were Etam, Ain, Rimen, Token, and Ashan, five cities, along with all the villages that were around these cities as far as Baal. These were their settlements, and they kept a genealogical record. Meshobab, Jamlek, Josha, the son of Amaziah, Joel, Jehu, the son of Joshabiah, son of Sariah, son of Asiel, Elomani, Jacobah, Jeshani, Asaiah, Adiel, Jasamiel, Benaiah, Ziza, the son of Shiphi, son of Alan, son of Jediah, son of Shimri, son of Shemaiah. These mentioned by name were princes in their clans, and their father's houses increased greatly. They journeyed to the entrance of Gedor, to the east side of the valley, to seek pasture for their flocks, where they found rich, good pasture, and the land was very broad, quiet, and peaceful, for the former inhabitants there belonged to Ham. These, registered by name, came in the days of Hezekiah, the king of Judah, and destroyed their tents, and the Munuits, who were found there, and marked them for destruction to this day, and settled in their place, because there was pasture there for their flocks. And some of them, five hundred men of the Simeonites, went to Mount Seir, having as their leaders Palatiah, Neriah, Rephiah, and Uziel, the sons of Ishi. And they defeated the remnant of the Amalekites who had escaped, and they have lived there to this day. For the sons of Reuben, the firstborn of Israel, for he was the firstborn, but because he defiled his father's couch, his birthright was given to the sons of Joseph, the son of Israel, so that he could not be enrolled as the oldest son. Though Judah became strong among his brothers and a chief came from him, yet his birthright belonged to Joseph. The sons of Reuben, the firstborn of Israel, Hanak, Palu, Hezron, and Carmi. The sons of Joel, Shemaiah his son, Gog his son, Shimi his son, Micah his son, Reiah his son, Baal his son, Bera his son, whom Tiglath-Pilzer, king of Assyria, carried away into exile. He was a chief of the Reubenites and his kinsmen by their clans. When the genealogy of their generations was recorded, the chief, Jaeli and Zechariah, and Bela the son of Azaz, son of Shema, son of Joel, who lived in Ror as far as Nebo and Baal-Meon. He also lived in the east as far as the entrance of the desert this side of the Euphrates, because their livestock had multiplied in the land of Gilead. And in these days of Saul they waged war against the Hagarites, who fell into their hand, and they lived in their tents throughout the region of east of the Gilead. The sons of Gad lived over against them in the land of Bashan, as far as Salka. Joel the chief, Saphram the second, Jani and Shaphat in Bashan, and their kinsmen according to their father's houses, Michael, Mashulam, Sheba, Jori, Jachin, Zia, and Eber, seven. These were the sons of Abihel, the son of Huri, the son of Joriah, the son of Gilead, the son of Michael, the son of Jehishai, the son of Jado, the son of Buz. Ehi, the son of Abdiel, the son of Guni, was chief in their father's houses, and they lived in Gilead, in Bashan and its own towns, and in all the pasture lands of Sharon to their limits. All of these were recorded in the genealogies in the days of Jotham king of Judah, and in the days of Jeroboam king of Israel. The Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh had valiant men who carried shield and sword and drew the bow, experts in war, 44,760 able to go to war. They waged war against the Hagrites, Jeter, Nefish, and Nodab, 
And when they prevailed over them, the Hagrites and all those who were with them were given into their hands. For they cried out to God in battle, and he granted their urgent plea because they trusted in him. They carried off their livestock, 50,000 of their camels, 250,000 sheep, 2,000 donkeys, and 100,000 men alive. For many fell because the war was of God, and they lived in their place until the exile. The members of the half-tribe of Manasseh lived in the land. There were very numerous from Bashan to Baal Hermon, Sinir, and Mount Hermon. These were the heads of their fathers' houses, Ephor, Ishi, Eliel, Azrael, Jeremiah, Hodaviah, and Jahadiel, mighty warriors, famous men, heads of their fathers' houses. But they broke faith with the God of their fathers and whored after the gods of the peoples of the land whom God had destroyed before them. So the God of Israel stirred up the spirit of Pul, king of Assyria, the spirit of Tiglath-Pilzer, the king of Assyria, and he took them into exile, namely the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh. And he brought them to Hala, Habor, Hara, and the river goes on to this day. Thanks so much for listening to God's Plan, Your Part. If anything stuck out to you, if you have any questions, or if you'd like to receive a Bible, you can email us at godsplanyourpart at gmail.com. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider supporting us through the link in our description. We love that you're on this journey with us, and we hope you have a great day. See you tomorrow.